From McKinsey's business building practice, Leap, I'm Andrew Roth, and welcome to The Venture, a series featuring conversations with legendary venture builders in Asia about how to design, launch, and scale new businesses. In each episode, we cut through the noise to bring practical advice on how leaders can build successful businesses from scratch. Welcome to another episode of The Venture. For our 12th episode, I'm excited to share a conversation with Alvin Tsai. Vice President of New Ventures, the corporate business building arm of Singapore's Economic Development Board. You'll hear Alvin tell us about his group's new corporate venture launchpad, a $10 million pilot program designed to help corporate build Singapore-based startups by partnering with established venture studios, and why he believes success depends on agility and autonomy from the mothership. At the end of the conversation, Yishan Lam and I discuss the key role that Alvin and CV Launchpad is playing in Singapore pioneering in this space to support corporate venture building, which can be applied for creating long-term growth and successful ventures in the market. There's a lot to cover. Welcome, Avin. Great to have you on the show. Yeah, it's a pleasure to be here. First of all, for our audience who may not be familiar, can you quickly introduce the new venture group and the recent announcement of the Corporate Venture Launchpad? Sure. The EDB is a economic planning and industry development government body of Singapore. And within the EDB sets up, Actually, the new ventures group that I'm from is actually a pretty relatively new group. It's been set up about two plus years uh, as EDB's corporate venture building arm to help corporates grow new businesses and catalyze a greater movement here in Singapore. And here at New Ventures, we believe that corporate venturing needs to be a new tool in every corporate's innovation and new growth playbook. And to be successful, we need to build new businesses that are startup-like, similar to sweet boats away from the corporate mothership, agile and running autonomously but able to tap the corporate parents' advantages to scale. And we have various support for companies from venture building to co-investments of new ventures created by the corporates, as well as added value creation uh, for each of our portfolio companies, as well as various community building efforts to get basically all of the corporates and ventures here uh, interacting and partnering with each other. So the corporate venture launchpad is something that we've uh, just launched. And thanks to McKinsey for being a partner on this program. And it's a $10 million program uh, with enhanced support, really to help corporates that are new to the journey of corporate venture building to incubate and launch a new venture here in Singapore within a six-month period from taking it from ideation to market validation. And, and through that, we have appointed uh, four experienced venture studios to help support corporates on the journey. Yeah, it's quite a unique program. And I moved to Singapore, and this is going back about 11 years now. And uh, we had just started uh, Perks, our startup. There are many different productivity improvement grants for small businesses, I believe, and venture-backed startups. But this is one of the first ones I heard for corporates that are aiming to launch startups. How is this different? Where have you seen this before? Yeah, yeah, that's right. Actually, many governments out there promote innovation, Singapore included, but none to our knowledge are actively promoting what we call uh, corporate venturing. So in many ways, Singapore is first, and we are hoping to really pave the way because it's really about driving the next wave of growth of our innovation-led economy. We've been sinking a lot of dollars into R&D innovation, but we're also hoping that new business creation by the pool of corporates that we have here in Singapore uh, can be a new growth driver taking us forward. This really for us is a next frontier uh, for which corporates are building new businesses, taking entrepreneurial risks to grow new global champions here. And we believe we have a fertile ground with a lot of the large local enterprises and multinational corporations having significant presences and therefore unfair corporate advantages here. And we're sitting here in a growth region with markedly different needs. And and Singapore really is a great starting ground uh, to incubate. And the CV Launchpad is an open invite, right, to all corporates that are new to venture building in Singapore 
to bring new ideas and opportunities to work with us. So see like a Kickstarter program to signal that Singapore is ready. Uh, it's welcoming to be a base of venturing activities in our part of the world. Yeah, and I think it's important to kind of stress and note that this is the CV Launchpad is not corporate venture capital. It's not partnerships with startups in the ecosystem. This is incumbents, corporates that want to build new businesses from from the bottom up. And I remember when we first met, you were describing how often corporates struggle with deciding where to play in business building. You know, what type of new business should they get into? How do they get started? What do you feel based on the last several conversations you've had, what are holding incumbents back from you know, really investing in business building beyond sort of the prototyping and the MVPs? If we talk about the issues that incumbents face, I see two types on the spectrum. Right? Incumbents sometimes have too much inertia. Things have been working well, they have market share, but they're not addressing market shifts that are rapidly happening, gaps or new customer demands. And before you know it, a startup comes along, scales quickly, launches a new service, or product and is now your biggest competitor. And that's uh, one of the biggest worries for your large companies right now. And on the other end of the spectrum, you have those corporates that have a lot of ideas and are chasing all sorts of new areas to go into, uh, but they continue to use existing knowledge, systems, processes, and people to try to address a brand new problem, right? And the worst thing is corporates sometimes uh, may use uh, existing or rather may try to push technology or products and when things don't work, the market doesn't respond. They continue to throw money right, at the issue. And before you know, you have overinvested into a new business that can't get market traction. So there are quite a lot of pitfalls when it comes to a large corporate trying to reimagine itself, trying to go into a new business area, trying to be agile. And we believe that building ventures that are successful requires rigorous testing of ideas before launching the new business. And we, we do so via sprints. And we know sprints are an effective way. In fact, uh, of the sprints that the New Ventures uh, team has been involved in, in the last couple of years, at least five ventures have been formed since, or are being formed as we speak. So we're quite excited by the initial results and traction that we've seen. The CV Launchpad aims to take each participating corporate through concept validation sprints, essentially a, a time-bound process to de-risk and market test new venture ideas and opportunities to become validated investable new businesses. Right, so you know what your customers want exactly before you go build the business and the exact offerings. You reduce uncertainty, have a clear sense of go-to-market, who are essentially the right customer segments, who are not, the amount of resources needed, where are the key risks, and also using that process to burn down some of those risks along the way. And our point of venture studios have the right experience, methodology, and people to work alongside the corporates uh, for these concept validation sprints. I actually think that's a key point in that. CV Launchpad is more than just a grant. You're bringing in a growing team to to participate in the journey and reducing that un uncertainty, as you mentioned, and helping de-risk the design of these new businesses. Absolutely. And we ask that corporates uh, need to be committed to the journey, right? They need to put in people who have founding team potential you know, into a venture team alongside the studios who will then support and augment the talent pool needed, the expertise needed to go and in a three to six month process, really discover the market and build the business. And it's not just a consulting project. It really is to get the studios working alongside the corporates to also in the same time, help the corporate build capability, help them be more ready as and when the ventures get validated and ready to be spun out as new business. So Alvin, let's shift towards execution and specifically for CV Launchpad. Tell us a little bit about 
the initial design of the program and how you're starting to see some of your own traction? So the New Ventures Group since set up, we've been engaging over 150 corporates uh, really to understand uh, where they are on the journey. We have groups that are actively venture building, and we have another group that is excited to take our first steps, but for various reasons have not done so. And there is so much untapped potential there. It's a group we have yet to work with very much. So we decided to put together a four-man team, right? Use the sprint methodologies to learn from this second group, test out various features of how they would like us to support them. And this became eventually the CV Launchpad. This group of companies uh, was clearly keen on external expertise. They lack an existing playbook for how do you venture build. Oftentimes, uh, they wanted to know who are the right partners in the market to work with, uh, and they really want to experiment and learn through a first venture build so that they can think about what next and what more to do. So in, in putting projects through the CV launchpad, they believe that, and it tested well that they, this can help uh, them build internal buy-in and confidence as well by having uh, strong partners on board, by having the new ventures team actively sitting alongside them to support the project. So end-to-end, this took us uh, four months from ideation to launching, including an open call for proposals for which we are asking for venture studios out there who are, who are keen to partner with us. And our selection was based on best-in-class studios that also provided diverse uh, offerings to our community here. And since launching this a uh, couple of months ago, initial response has really been encouraging. Sounds like over four months, created your own quote-unquote MVP just to see from the second group, as you described, what, what their challenges are, what they needed to do to get over the line to start venture building. And you know, obviously, in full disclosure, you know, McKinsey and Leap by McKinsey was was selected as one of those venture studios. But I'd love to hear a little bit more. You know, you, you said you you reached out or you evaluated 150 different businesses. When we take a step back and you you think back to some of that research, and we often talk about this with our other guests on the podcast, what specific types of capabilities are you seeing incumbents lacking? Talent is a big piece. Oftentimes, we we find that we are fortunate here in Singapore where. There is a, a strong operational hub for a lot of the large corporates. So there is a pool of entrepreneurs uh, the corporates can tap on. That's it, as they need to eventually think about businesses that are further and further away from core, um, they need to augment that right, with external uh, talent. And oftentimes, uh, that might mean bringing in founder team members or people on the venture team that uh, have potential to lead that new business. So that's an external talent search. And they do struggle with what's the right way to hire, what's the right way to structure incentivization, to also give the founding team ownership uh, and agility to run. The other struggle that companies can have is not a lack of ideas, but it's probably a robust way to go and validate the ideas that this is worthwhile uh, to build and that I have the right go-to-market strategy. Because the last thing you want is to go to market with a preconceived idea and you take two years, burn too much cash to pivot before you really find a formula or never find a formula at all. So you want to take this small group of founder-like team to go through a process and a time-bound sprint so that you can quickly burn down risks, learn from the market what exactly the venture should be before you then decide you have enough data collected and go out and build the business. This process is fairly new to corporates. Corporates have yearly annual budget cycles. They have existing systems and ways of working, different departments that have uh, different ideas. So that whole mothership management plus putting it together into an agile process and agile team 
often has been a struggle. And, and that has been one key element of capability that corporates often want to build. And starting off with Sprint, starting off with uh, CV Launchpad is, is one of the key ways that have tested really well design process for the program. We had Glenn from Globe's 917 Ventures come in and they are a $100 million corporate venture building fund, right? So they're, they're signaling that they're going way beyond uh, MVPing and prototyping and they're taking more of a portfolio approach to business building. Just curious to see if you're starting to see changes in the appetite for this, whether it be in capital that's being applied to this or just the higher volume of conversations and interest in general. The momentum is uh, growing really strongly. Corporate venturing is a relatively new movement globally, and certainly here in Singapore. Uh, and in the last uh, couple of years, we've seen more than 40 corporate ventures uh, set up in Singapore, majority of them formed in the last uh, two to three years. So that's really good traction. And it's moving a lot from uh, general innovation, even innovation theater at times, to a real serious push by corporates to take entrepreneurial risks, to enter new spaces. Since then, we've actually also built strong partnerships with certain corporates like uh, NG, Bosch, P&G, and Schneider Electric to put in place capability for the team, as well as experiments across a number of projects with the intent to build multiple new ventures and a portfolio of new ventures here from Singapore. So for example, P&G brings on entrepreneurs to build new brands with billion-dollar potential from Singapore through experimentation, which uh, I've been fortunate to work with them to set it up, had first-hand experience seeing them in action and growing. And it's been really creative and inspiring seeing their new brands uh, put through their own incubation funnel and, and methodology. NG has a structured program also. Uh, this one focused on bringing on external entrepreneur founders around themes that they identify as new business potential for NG. And with that, NG lends the advantage. Uh, it helps to run the incubation sprints. Uh, the best ideas get funded and are built as corporate ventures. And the venture then benefits from both external talent as well as the, the fact that they can always lean on NG to bring the advantages from the corporate. It's been inspiring, you know, working on projects like that. Uh, it's also been good because success cases always breed success, right? They are a strong pull factor. Everyone looks at C Group in having created Shopee. They didn't rest on their laurels when they had a runaway success with Garena. They're now also on to see money and different types of fintech initiatives. And they realized that I can also grow new engines of uh, businesses for myself. And uh, you start to now see people like Bosch creating uh, AquaEasy, going to Aquaculture IoT. ING Bank was announced yesterday where our group have worked with them to invest into the new supply chain optimization platform, Stanley. And that's really the pull factor. But if we also look at the push factor, right? Now, I spoke a lot about increasing disruption for startups changing consumer and market needs, digital as an opportunity, inefficiencies in value chains, et cetera, et cetera. Right? So we, we see players like DBS, Danchart, SGX, uh, reimagining what a marketplace can be for a trusted and transparent platform for carbon credit exchange, right? another growth area for uh, sustainability, where the challenge for carbon credits changing hands today is that there's no good provenance and traceability. So you can see where clearly the large players in this space are coming in to lend the verification and credibility to create Climate Impact X or CIX that was also recently uh, announced. So in, in multiple new spaces, uh, anywhere from mobility, sustainability, health and wellness, consumer, and so on and so forth, uh, we start to see large corporates are uh, taking action. 
So more commitment across an array of different industries. And this is a question that comes up a lot. Should the new business build be operated under a separate entity from a governance perspective? Or should it be a department in the beginning and then if it scales, push it out as a separate entity? What, what, what are you seeing as a trend? We at New Ventures firmly believe that to be successful, you need agility and autonomy. And the best way to achieve that is to set up a startup-like new agile business, right? And by that, if you can design the same success factors that make startups great, while again, lending advantage from the corporate, that makes the uh, best of both worlds. So we advocate that companies uh, set up a separate legal entity, put in place the right founding team that are incentivized uh, to drive growth and let them have the autonomy to run the business and also the ability to pull from the corporate any type of uh, support and resources as and when needed to be able to go to market quickly and pivot and scale accordingly. It helps with recruiting, right? I mean, we had often a reason to start up as a separate entity is you need a different brand, a different culture to just attract people. That's very true. As you go into new spaces, you're often having to compete with talents from other large incumbents, also startups. So the, the fact that um, you can recruit the best talent and these best talent are oftentimes at a stage in their careers where passion drives them. They want to feel ownership of a new business, the ability to create something meaningful, entirely new business as a startup founder or corporate venture founder themselves, that motivates them. So you, that allows you to be able to firstly attract, second, also structure incentivization to, to get them to quickly run and uh, grow the business. And it certainly helps with continuity and, and retention, right? All, all good things that corporates can sometimes struggle with given the number of people and, and, and uh, staff changes on their end. So, so yes, absolutely. That said, I, I did want to also share that some of the corporates have told us that, hey, there are certain opportunity areas, uh, and especially after validating the market, that it's quite close to core, right? I'm still interested to pursue it, but I'll pursue it as part of my core business. And that's a lot of value nonetheless and, and new revenue growth that can be had. So that's a small success that should be celebrated as well. We do believe that the best structure there is to still nonetheless have a independent, separate new business unit so that you can still borrow all the good stuff of a new venture setup, but then empower and, and let it run within the ambits of your current structure. We talk to a lot of corporate startups and other startups on the podcast about metrics and how you measure success. And for CV Launchpad, you're obviously different type of organization that we've had on the show, but how do you measure success here? You know, sort of beyond the obvious of launching new businesses. What is success of CV Launchpad in the eyes of the EDB, but maybe even for you personally? The CV Launchpad is, is really a means to an end. It's a program to kickstart a lot of corporates on the journey. The ultimate goal for us really is to see more ventures created here in Singapore, ventures that track well and go on to be successful on the global stage, ventures that are born out of corporate's uh, advantages, and that can become uh, another growth engine for, for Singapore. We also want to see more and more corporates on board. Part of the benefits of corporate venturing really is the ability for the corporate to reinvent themselves, their own capability sets, becoming more agile and, and responsive and entrepreneurial. Um, that's a great community and capability that we can build here in Singapore as well. So the vibrant community here that works with each other to build new ventures together uh, with strong talent flows uh, from within the corporate's own entrepreneur pool to our uh, entrepreneurial talent pool 
is, is actually a big win uh, as well. It's not that startups are competing with the corporates, but there are enough synergies to make it beneficial for everyone to grow. And I know that when we when I've talked to some VCs in the past, they would love to see more corporates jump into venture building and see it as a exit opportunity for startups in Singapore's ecosystem as well. And uh, looking further down the road, you know, maybe three, five years from now, what do you want CV Launchpad to look like? Are there interim checkpoints? Where are we going to be five years from now on this? We designed CV Launchpad like any MVP, like you've put it, in the sense that we wanted to think big, start small. We wanted to put in certain milestones along the way to ensure that this being a pilot program, that we can continuously improve the features. Uh, we can also see market response and traction. And from there, decide to scale up to get more and more corporates on the journey and, and also invite more and more partners to work with us and multiply efforts, uh, ultimately to grow a, a huge uh, momentum and movement of corporate venturing here in Singapore. So I would say three years, five years down the road, the CV Launchpad would have seeded many of the great global ventures that have uh, been set up and scaling here in Singapore. And that's also not the end. CV Launchpad is about one program and one way for which uh, the new ventures team in, in EDB supports corporates on the journey. And so we continue to look out for market needs and to see whether there are new initiatives that we need to push out to the market. And we also continue to work with uh, our corporates that are keen to build not just one venture out of CV Launchpad, but multiple ventures to set up their venture engines here in Singapore you know, to, to create multiple new growth uh, businesses for themselves for the future. Yeah, I think that's a great way to put it. I would say hopefully five years from now, you're seeing culture change within corporates where, yes, some will fail, definitely will fail, but there will be successes as well. And hopefully we'll have some brands, some logos that are at massive scale five years from now. And like you said, it's just the beginning. So I'm uh, really looking forward to going on this journey with you. Anything we missed today? Any questions you wish I'd asked? No, I think, Andrew, uh, we, we, I would say we've covered a lot of ground today. I would love to turn the question back to you, on Andrew, on what McKinsey therefore hopes to achieve by partnering EDB on, on this program. Yeah, no, thanks. I think for Leap by McKinsey, we want to see corporate venture building really scale. You know, I think the last 10 years, we've seen lots of innovation centers. We've seen lots of prototypes and MVPs. I think that the future now is to really de-risk venture building for corporates. And corporates need to consider maybe three things. One is that designing a new business doesn't have to be rocket science. If you look at the other guests that came on this show, right, Caro, Shopback, they are localizing existing business models and scaling them, right? And so I'd encourage corporates to think of it that way. You know, what unicorn doesn't exist in Southeast Asia? What advantages do you have? And can you execute on an idea faster and leverage those advantages? So that's one is don't overthink the design. Number two would be to start working on that, that culture. So like we said, spinning off the venture building portfolio as a separate entity might be the way to unlock that so you can draw on the right talent. A third consideration on venture building is to see startups in the ecosystem as partners and not competitors. If you really want to accelerate venture building, consider a micro acquisition if you need to get the talent due, you know, the AccuHire method of getting in the right talent, it'll make the ecosystem more robust and better for all. So for me personally, I'd, I'd love to just sort of see everyone get beyond sort of the innovation theater and get to scale and results. 
that would be my take on it. Yeah. Perfect. I think we, we think exactly alike and we hope to work with you and the other students on the program to drive this in, here in Singapore. Alvin, thanks so much today. It's been really ha- great having you on the show. Thank you. The pleasure is mine, uh, Andrew, and uh, we look forward to the future. Now comes a segment where we invite experts from McKinsey to provide more context and to draw practical insights. And today I'm joined by Yishan Lam, design director with a focus on venture building. Hey, Sean, good to have you on the show. Hi, Andrew. Yeah, lovely to be here. Thank you for having me. So Alvin and I spoke a lot about how Singapore is one of the first to really pioneer and support corporate venture building. What's your reaction to that and and how Singapore is approaching this? Yeah, I think the corporate venture launchpad really signifies um, maturity in terms of the landscape to focus on what really matters in venturing. I think what we've seen looking back over the past couple of years in Singapore is that you saw a first wave of corporate innovation efforts really centering around open innovation challenges, open hackathons, running accelerators to running through business model canvas workshops and or even establishing corporate venture funds and doing kind of acquisitions in agencies. But I think what we've seen right now, right, with the idea of venture building and corporates launching their own ambitions here is to see a focus on cutting to the chase of uh, accelerating the process of moving towards an investable business and of actual ventures going to market. So less hackathon, less rush to just MVP something, but something with more long-term impact. I think the other aspect of pioneering is really public sector and private sector partnership, right? In that kind of old school thinking about it. Because I think the launchpad is an innovation as far as government goes. Uh, Rather than being a buyer of services, it's government as builder, right? You know, with the EDB team building their own capabilities on sprints as venture builders themselves. But also, I think on the program standpoint, it's about attracting investment through not just incentives, uh, you know, or tax breaks or funding. And it also reminds me of what an economist called Mariana Mazzucato has described, where um, historically, you know, the greatest innovations um, that we've seen, like, like Apple hardware or GPS or even the internet, wouldn't have existed if not for something called the entrepreneurial state. Um, so I see the corporate venture launchpad as kind of a contemporary expression of that with the learning and testing component to it that Alvin has described. Yeah. So the vision with the corporate venture launchpad is not just to provide funding, but to get the EDB wants to get their hands dirty. So it'll be, it'll be exciting how that evolves to see how that evolves. Let's take a step back in corporate venture building in general, right? The startups have been taking the lion's share of, of market capitalization when it comes to growth in the startup space. What are some reasons to believe that incumbents can be successful in venture building? I think there are many good reasons to believe that we will see successful ventures in market. And I think even this is kind of an innovation in terms of how private equity and and venture capital uh, could be working, right? To increase the odds of success of uh, portfolio companies. I think there are lots of reasons to believe that it will be successful. And, And the examples Elvin shared from the 40 over ventures that have been launched in Singapore are well on the way along the journey, right, to to getting there, to getting scale. But I think if you take a step back, there's a lot of gateway potential in Singapore, uh, being that we're on the, uh, we we have the whole of Asia at our backyard, right? And we did a whole bunch of research around uh, the future of Asia and and the economies in Asia. And what we found was that 36% of tech unicorns are based here in Asia, um, and over 45% revenues of tech companies and these are, you know, like S&P 500 leading tech companies 
are from Asian economies. So I think it's exciting to stand where we are right now at the top of the funnel, where if you look at in the region, we've got a whole bunch of unicorn or near unicorn successes like Grab and Carousel, which were founded in 2012, and Shopee uh, in terms of C Group, uh, which was founded in 2015. I think if you overlay the belief that leaning into the corporate advantages uh, that an incumbent has, be it the customer base, distribution, access to know-how, etc., that that tips the odds of success in the favor of the venture, um, then I think we can't quite fathom yet or anticipate you know, what we will see in a couple of years with the ultimate aim of the program to be seeding a handful of globally leading businesses at the end. I think we'll see a lot more unicorns coming out of Singapore in the next few years. The question is, will, will a handful or a good percentage of them being from incumbents? And other reasons to believe, you know, we've done a lot of research in this space, you know, just globally around, we've looked at over 600 incumbents and we've, we've looked back 10 years and we've seen a trend where incumbents that make business building or venture building a strategic priority for growth have almost a 2x higher probability of driving more than 50% of their revenue from these new ventures versus companies that look at other methods of driving growth. So that's looking at back 10 years, right? So you know, for the group of companies that did make it a priority, they're seeing a huge percentage of the revenue come from, from business building, which at the end of the day is what, what the incumbent's looking for, you know, for that return. That's, that's one reason to believe. That's right. And I think uh, what we found through that research is that when you build the repeat muscle, um, when you build that institutional memory of and having done this a couple of times, taking a portfolio approach to ventures, you actually get better odds of success. So, Sean, so far in the program, we've seen many incumbents come in who are, who are interested. What are some of the initial observations on their appetite for venture building? We've definitely seen both marked interest in corporate venturing as a result of a lot of the announcements and buzz that have come along with the program. In the past, you would try to convince yourself that it was time to embark on launching a new venture, either through, you know, a variety of reasons being that, you know, say, number one, you believe that corporates will own the next wave of value creation and it's time to get in, right? Or number two, it is that digitization is going to be inevitable, right? And, and it's created so much value in Southeast Asia, we have to get in on the game. But I think the situation has fundamentally changed in the current era, even as the pandemic has upended, you know, both, both our personal lives and how we buy things as consumers, but also how we run ourselves as organizations. I think the pandemic, as we know it, has changed the risk profile of, of venturing as an option for corporates. Because right now, a year or more in, the question becomes, what does endemic COVID-19 look like? How can we reinvent ourselves? You know, what is the value that can be created as a result of these new conditions? And so we're, what we're seeing in these conversations is that a lot of corporates are actually reviving uh, venture questions and venture efforts that had otherwise been put on the back burner. And they're taking a serious look at them right, as, as sources of growth. Insofar as in the past, it might have been, okay, we believe that, say, you know, the uptake of 5G is coming, but we, we don't have to invest, you know, all in quite yet. I think right now it's a lot more of, okay, we have enough reasons not to take a wait and see approach because we know that this situation is going to be somewhat permanent. There's also a greater maturity into the process of starting, but I think with, with great credit to the new ventures team um, and their design process, 
they really saw that pent up demand for venture building. I think what we're seeing is that uh, as a result of these efforts to engage um, the corporates, so we're seeing venture topics in sectors, across sectors, along questions of mobil- future of mobility, sustainability related initiatives, um, health and wellness, and the new frontiers of consumer businesses and so forth. So I think uh, alongside the process um, of the launchpad, we're going to see a lot more interesting experiments come out as a result. So what are some practical tips for corporate venturing in general and specifically to decide where to play, which seems to be one of the, the big challenges? I think the first thing is that in not just in deciding where to play, but whether or not to start, the truth is that, and even and we witness this even as we continually engage corporates, is that there can be a lot of hesitancy to start. There can be a lot of, especially uh, in terms of like convincing the management, right? Even as Alvin alluded to. But the first thing I think is to not try to have all the questions answered or to be intellectually satisfied about the opportunity before even kickstarting the process. Because you're encountering a, a lot of ambiguity and, and that is the point. So I think the key thing is actually the classic build to think, right? Which is to get into that highly active state of identifying market proven business models that you want to test in context, um, that you want to go after, go through the process of customer discovery and product development and understanding feasibility, get into that state of asking these questions and let them move the process forward, right? Because you will never be intellectually satisfied at the outset. And that isn't the point because that's also really antithetical to the realities of operating in a startup. And even if you were intellectually satisfied, there's just a lot of bias and assumptions baked into it. So get into the active state of proving and testing and discovering the ideas by actually taking multiple signals from the market. So that leads to the second thing around it's really important to be exhaustive about customer validation and to do that from a variety of angles, um, be it hours of firsthand immersive observation and customer interviews uh, in you know, your traditional ethnographic research, or um, to find other signals from you know, existing customer data that you might have or running surveys at scale uh, to understand customer willingness to pay. It's really about triangulating those signals from multiple places to bring confidence to whether or not you've achieved product market fit or even run, you know, social media testing to understand if what people uh, say they will buy, right? To understand if people will do what they say. Is there real interest behind the product? So the customer validation, but also I think, you know, a strong view of commercials from the outset down to the unit economics because ultimately not all pain points are worth solving. So there are a lot of corporate innovation efforts that tend to be a little too divergent and consider across a set of too many kind of early stage ideas of how might we that are not really anchored in a business model. Um, so accelerate towards that potential business model, figure out how can this be monetized? Is there you know potential for revenue streams at the same time as you discover the customer needs unmet needs and pain points um, that that lead to a reason to believe in in the product and the venture. So, Sean, we covered this a lot with incumbents. What are some of the potential pitfalls for venture building? One of the potential pitfalls, even as the parent organization evaluates the merits of the venture idea, is actually something that we might call like strategy creep. 
uh, where you know the corporate muddies the venture priorities and dissipates the focus on product market fit as a result. Um, that the venture is otherwise trying to answer in a quite organic way. And I think this is natural because at the point of time, the, the venture is trying to lean into the corporate parents' advantages, right? But then in, in that brokering of, you know, uh, how can we get resources? There's also the question of, oh, how can it benefit the parent? So it's natural, but ultimately what you're trying to do is create a startup from the ground up. So I think it takes a lot of restraint on the executive committee who is, you know, usually comprised of the senior management of the parent uh, to really evaluate the idea on its own merit and in terms of its own industry, right? The venture is entering. The other common pitfall is having too short of a runway and then the venture gets canned before it, it has a chance to pivot and find its way forward to success in quite a different state than, you know, the creature that it was at the outset. And I think this is also something that the EDB corporate venture launchpad is, has baked into its own design. As Elvin said, you know, this is the first year of the program. It's very much a, a learning mechanism. So what I'm looking forward towards is that, you know, as a result of even the program um, and us learning and experimenting together as an ecosystem is that we make venture building itself more effective. Ultimately, um, even in venture building, even though there are like tons of corporate innovation playbooks and processes out there from ideation to the, you know, how to incubate and so forth, there are only really so many practices that are really essential. And so, yeah, we're looking forward to get back into that scrappy mode of, uh, of moving things forward as, as startup teams. Where we're at is like base camp to Everest with the ultimate goal of a few global champions who will play a significant role in the economy of the region over the next 5, 10, 20 years ahead if we're lucky. So yeah, and Everest is there for the climb. So yeah, let's get packing and, and, and it's off to the races, so to speak. Sean, thanks so much for sharing and, and for joining us today. You have been listening to The Venture with me, Andrew Roth. If you like what you've heard, subscribe to our show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen. Don't forget to leave a review and rating on your favorite episode. We will be back with a brand new episode next month.